to speak to Dr. Sashley Woodley, a consultant psychiatrist, who is always here with us every morning to update us on the situation, the coronavirus pandemic situation. Uh, Dr. Sashley, uh, Dr. Sashley, before you come on, let's listen to this um, public announcement. for us this morning to protect ourselves, protect others, and protect, of course, our NHS. Good morning, Dr. Session. Welcome to the show once again. Good morning, Apoko. It's good to be on the show as always. Um, I really... Sorry, sorry I didn't uh, the words. Start again. <laughs> because I wasn't hearing you. I didn't put... It's my, it's my fault. I didn't put the thing on. <laughs> anyway, good morning once again and welcome to the show. Um, good morning, Apoku, and thank you again for having me on the show. Uh, it's always a privilege and honor to be talking to you and your audience about coronavirus and the update during this um, COVID-19 pandemic. Absolutely. Right. I think the I'm message talking. you just um, said earlier, you know, what the message from the government about yeah. protecting others, saving lives and staying at home and saving the NHS. I think it's so important because we're seeing now in the UK over 18,100 deaths. And it's a huge concern that this is continuing with an increase of yesterday of 753 deaths. Um yesterday alone so i think what it's telling us is that they're still on the increase in the terms of the number of deaths we are seeing and that people do need to stay at home they need to stay indoors and they need to adhere to the precautionary measures and the social distancing measures which we've been talking we've about eight, yeah we've got eighteen thousand and one hundred deaths now yes the united kingdom alone yes and um, it's going up, but it's not, it's, I don't know, I don't know what to say, but um, there is some hope, isn't there? Yes, there is some there hope is. of Poku, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, uh, let's get the, I, I know you've got the figures, but I've got this <laughs> right in front of okay. me, and the death toll worldwide, or globally, is 2,639,025. Mm. Two million people dead from this horrible, horrible um, virus. You know, the thing is, we, we uh, I, I just, I said that we're going to do an update. We do updates every morning, yeah. you know, with you. Uh, thank you for that, uh, about the coronavirus situation. But the thing is, people are dying all the time. Yeah. But the hope and uh, that we have is that, Loads of people are recovering and they're going back home. Yes. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about the positive side? Yes. So out of the figures of over 2 million that have been infected, we know over um, 183,000 have died globally. But we know that... uh, 322,000 have recovered. 
have re- yes exactly so um, that's a significant number and I think what we are trying to say Apoke and what we've said from the beginning is that people can get the coronavirus the COVID-19 infection but we know that there's a 95 to 97 percent rate of recovery so what that means is that the majority of people will recover from the coronavirus the COVID-19 but there is a percentage as we mentioned the World Health Organization declared the mortality rate to be that of 3.4%, meaning that 3.4% of a population at any given time would die. And we know that we were seeing deaths and we are still seeing deaths in more the high-risk groups, but that's not isolated to the general population because we know we've also seen deaths in the general population as well. So we're seeing more deaths in those over 70, 80, over 60 as well. And we're also seeing deaths in those with the um, added complications or the the physical health complications of being in the high-risk group bracket, which is those with heart and lung problems, so hypertension, cardiomyopathy, any underlying cardiac condition, any lung conditions like cystic fibrosis, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, asthma, and other um, conditions like bronchiectasis. We know that people with immunosuppression and HIV, people on methotrexate, people with cancer and bone transplants, bone cancer as well, people with neurological diseases, pregnant women, obesity is another high risk factor, and um, people with genetic disorders, neurological, as well as um, people like those with Down syndrome. So there's a huge long list, which is a lot of a good proportion of the population that are at risk and therefore they should have been shielding um, since the onset of the pandemic. So um, just going back to what we were saying is that majority of people are recovering. However, there are those that if they they have the symptoms, they can develop more severe symptoms, which means they end up into hospital into maybe ICU and on a ventilator. And as you know, even Boris Johnson, our Prime Minister, went into ICU as well. Yeah. Well, the reco- I just, I'm, just, I'm just very glad that a lot of people are recovering. And uh, there's one person that you and I know, I don't, I, we can't mention yes. that person's name on this program. Yeah. But I'm sure you, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. He's, he's fine. He's absolutely um, uh, amazing. He's, he's, he's back not home, but it's, it's, it's been moved back into um, this part of the world. And, you know, I don't want to go into detail, yes. but just to give you some some hope, and, and also for anyone who's listening, that it's not it's not all doom and gloom. And this yes. person is not a 24-year-old person. He's an elderly person. And yeah. he's, 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 he's amazing. He's fine. He's doing very well. Yeah. And we thank God for that. I'm now, grateful. Come- I'm really glad to hear that, Apoku. And that's what I'm yeah. what we're trying to say. And that's probably what the message you want to get across is that as much as we have this fear, this coronaphobia, um, that's yeah. sweeping the globe even more than the virus itself, because every one of us is suffering from, I would say, some form of coronaphobia. And yeah. um, I think um, reassuringly, 
The positive news is that people will develop mild to moderate symptoms. However, there's a, a bracket of people, 3.4% uh, of the population, that will end up developing the severe symptoms. And I think that the, the problem here and what we're trying to say is that people, if they do have the coronaphobia, I was actually completing my research into coronaphobia yesterday. And yeah. uh, because, as you know, um, I published an article with Dr. Nagui from Kuwait, and that's available on the Asian Journal of Psychiatry. And in that, we've discussed um, coronaphobia, a psychiatric perspective that was published on the 10th of April. So if anyone's listening wants to have a read of that, I would urge you to read it. And what we discuss is that the coronaphobia is that intense and excessive fear of being infected with the coronavirus. And the research in the studies show that almost every person on earth at, at this moment globally has some form of coronaphobia. So everyone is concerned and worried that they can get this virus, the coronaphobia, the COVID-19, which is the coronavirus which originated from Wuhan, China in in December 2019 and we see that people globally are concerned and as a result it has caused some anxiety panic and some OCD type symptoms and I think what people need to understand and my advice would be um, which I'm going to finish up today in my other research article is that people need to realize if they don't have coronaphobia if they've not tested positive and they don't have symptoms they don't have the virus and they need to okay. use whatever precautionary measures and preventative measures they can not to get it and we all really need to remain calm. We shouldn't be feeling like we are plague stricken, like it's a plague that's overtaking us because to be honest, we've just pointed out that 95 to 97% of the population will recover. So it's not a death sentence. And I think this okay. is where it's stemming from. The psychology from um, the coronaphobia and people worried about coronavirus is that people feel it's a death sentence. It's like in Hobbesian fear, where people are fearing that if they've got coronavirus, that either they are going to die or their loved ones are going to die or their relatives are going to die. And it is a worry, but I think we need to put it in context and therefore use whatever we knowledge we know and whatever awareness we, are, we know about in our countries. And we need to adhere to those guidelines in order to prevent ourselves from getting it. As you know, lockdown is a measure of a way of preventing movement, preventing the risk of spreading this virus and therefore reducing the number of people getting infected, reducing the risk of each of us getting affected and saving lives. So that's why we needed to remain in lockdown. And this was seen as a measure of saving lives. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Um, that's, that's quite encouraging. Uh, we know, at least we know that it's not a death sentence. Yes. And the fact that somebody contracted uh, or is infected by the virus does not mean that person is going to die. Yes. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Now, let's come to the United Kingdom. And um, without being political or anything, yeah. um, yesterday when we were talking, we, we spoke about the fact that uh, we're still waiting for the PPEs for, yes. for the health workers and um, the frontliners. 
and we don't know, you know, there was a bit of political this and that that around it. But then, right after we finished the the program, I I heard on the news that they had arrived, and I thought that was really good news, you know. Um, what, what what what's your take on that? No, I was relieved actually when you told me that that was in the news um, because we spoke quite soon after that. And um, because PP is something which even I had been signing petitions against and also trying to raise awareness that we don't actually have enough PPE. Um, there's been a lot of doctors and doctors' organizations which have raised this issue as well as nursing institutions because people are, were concerned that they were not getting enough PPE and there was not adequate PPE. And I think the reason why PPE is so important is because coronavirus is an unseen, invisible enemy. It's not something that we can see with our eyes and therefore if we're fighting in a war surely if we're fighting in a war we would be provided with the equipment every soldier would have the equipment and the ammunition they need to protect themselves so likewise it's the same working in and um, seeing to patients in this coronavirus this COVID-19 war zone which had which it has been described as is the reason why we need the PPE the protective equipment and the PPE is there to protect us from from getting the virus as well as protecting us from spreading the virus or passing it on to other people and we know that we had given guidance that, and was urging people to wear masks very early on and even we spoke about wearing masks already in February so I think wearing a mask and the gloves the the shields and um, the gowns which are part of the PPE is so essential for every healthcare professional we know we've seen hundreds of healthcare professionals in the NHS and in the private setting that have died and other essential workers like people working in the trains, um, train drive train drivers, bus drivers, um, policemen, you know, other essential um, workers that have also died because they've not been provided with the adequate PPE. So I think PPE is so important because we do need to protect ourselves and our loved ones because if we are working in an environment where we are exposed to the virus, we are getting a higher viral load of that infection and we are therefore at a higher risk of having the infection, contracting it and also ending up dying and that's why we've seen hundreds of deaths in the NHS. Even in psychiatry, we are saddened to know that we've had two doctors, Dr. Addie Dixon and Dr. Rana, both from London, yeah, you, who've you died. That yes. So and that and we've had a lot of nurses as well, Apoku, pharmacists, occupational therapists, porters, admin workers, paramedics. The list goes on of so many people, including those working in care homes that have died because they were not provided with the PPE. PPE was requested already in January, February. However, we still continued to see a shortage of PPE despite well, the requests. There's, 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 there's some light at the end of the tunnel, really, because we've got the PPEs in now from yes. Turkey. Yes, and, uh, true, uh, definitely. It's, it's, it's a good thing because um, then we, we we are kind of assured that um, um, our health workers and carers and porters and, you know, the frontliners essentially would, would be protected 
and thereby, uh, or therefore, would have their, their, their families protected as well. And there's something else I wanted to talk about. Um, let's move away from the UK yes, now. Yes, that's true. And on the news, on the news in uh, China, it says that it has been more than a week since someone with COVID-19 died in China, according to official figures. Um, and we, you know, like when you were talking, you said, and everybody knows that, everybody says that, that the whole thing started from Wuhan. In, in, in the Hebei province of China, did it? But it seems as if they're kind of out of the out of the the, the deep deep um, um, valley. Now there's there's no deaths reported in China. And what do you think the Chinese are doing or have done to um, to, to to curb this thing? And also we look at big cities like. Shanghai and uh, uh, Beijing, which you know, very in very close proximity yes. to um, Wuhan, and it seems as if there's almost nothing there in these cities and all that. What do you think this uh, the Chinese uh, did or are doing I to think help? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting, Apoku, what you, the question you've just posed, because I think that's been a lot of debate as well, where people are wondering, what did China do? We know when we started speaking about this, um, the 2nd of Feb, that Wuhan, China uh, went into lockdown on the 25th of January. We know that the first cases surfaced sometime in December. It's not clear whether it was the 1st of December or the 8th of December, but we know the whistleblower, Dr. Lee alerted um, the communities and media that there was a pandemic going on in China. And I think once the rest of the world knew about it, China was then forced to go into lockdown, which they did. Um, so we're looking at about six weeks in which they actually took to go into lockdown by the 25th of January. And I think with their lockdown, they had a very military approach. The police and the military were involved. People were locked, uh, were advised to stay in their homes. And they were only allowed maybe one person to go out to get essential items. People were wearing masks. And they also built hospitals uh, miraculously within three to four days, thousand-bedded hospitals. So yeah. they had acted very fast when they realized they were in a pandemic and people were dying, thousands were dying. Um, and the figures we have, I'm not sure how accurate they are, but they had over um, 3,000 deaths which had been reported. However, I'm not sure that's the accurate figure. But now that we are seeing that there's not many people getting infected or there's nothing happening in China, Wuhan, as well as neighboring cities like Beijing and Shanghai. I think what it shows is that the way they acted and the consistent approach and people listening to the government, because this is what I said the other day, people in China and these other countries, if the government um, has issued guidelines, they do listen to it and they will mask, they listen to the advice they need to stay at home. And if they didn't adhere to those guidelines, the military were there to take care of them in whatever way 
was necessary to to protect other people so i think china acted in that way in terms of lockdown being very quick and also in- initiating strict guidelines and i think all of this has collectively resulted in them actually being able to contain the virus and i think they were an example that the rest of the world needed to follow which is what we saw happen in some other countries because as soon as china went into lockdown we heard of other places going into lockdown globally we know that over 150 countries worldwide have had cases of coronavirus however not all have seen such high numbers as we are seeing yeah. here in england in the uk in usa and in um Italy and Spain and France. Um and I think the other thing that I didn't mention was about the travel. I think China very early on um did not allow travel as well as a lot of the neighbory countries especially especially into the Hubei uh, Hubei province. Exactly. They blocked the borders. Exactly. And so people were not even traveling from Shanghai and Beijing and other parts of China. Yes. In and out of uh, of um uh, Wuhan. Yes. So I think those strict measures, you know, banning travel is essential because that's a way in which this virus has actually gone to other countries because it has to have come from somewhere and it has come through travel. So I think this is one of the main reasons why other countries have seen it. We know Singapore has also um you know so cases because they an area where a lot of people travel to Singapore, to Dubai, to India, to Africa, to UK. So and the USA so all the people in the other country that have seen cases have seen it because of the travel and i think if you can imagine the only way what we are trying to say the only way you can stop the spread of it is actually preventing movement and it goes yeah. down to preventing movement in whatever way and means and is necessary so whether it's with lockdown whether it's social distancing social disengagement closing all um large events and banning all travel these are the ways in which we prevent travel so basically telling people stay in your homes and only go out if necessary and i think having done that that's how they've seen that they've managed to tackle this pandemic i was watching the pandemic show last night and what the virologists explained the same thing and on the panel there was a lot of panel of experts and one of them said yes had uk gone into lockdown much earlier very early on you know when i even spoke the other day the first case we had was the 29th of january had uk gone into lockdown at the very f- onset of starting to see any cases then we would not have seen such high numbers because we would have been able to contain it however moving forward we are in lockdown lockdown is going to continue for a further few weeks and then the government is going to revise whether they will move into a phase return opening or whether we will stay in lockdown and also like you said the positive news is that we are getting ppe and one of the other ways so the main ways in which wu guidance was about tackling this from the very onset when it issued that this was a pandemic wu said the only way of tack 
tackling this pandemic was testing, so test, 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 social disengagement and social distancing and lockdown. So these were the ways in which Wu said we needed to tackle this. And as we've seen in the UK, we, we did not have that much testing done. And I think following a lot of pressure from a lot of media uh, people and also um, investigation by the SAGE in the UK, what has happened and what has come out of that is that yesterday we've heard from Matt Hancock and Prof Whitty is that they are going to be testing more and more people and they're also going to be contact tracing. And these are another two things which if we had done earlier on, would have actually prevented a lot of deaths. Um, we spoke about the, the tracing app, which is available. So if there's, and I think Jeff White also um, spoke about on his show, where there's an app you can download. And when you download that app, you can actually trace the number of people that you've been in contact with. Yeah, we and talked about that the other day. Yes, we, we did. Yes. Yes, and just on that note, uh, Jeff White said, good morning, both of you. Spread the love and not the virus. And I think that's so true. Absolutely. I think having, you know, or having these conversations is very difficult. And I think people, everyone's uh, looking for answers and looking for hope and positivity. And I think that's yeah. going to get us through is just being positive and united and just listen to whatever guidelines there is. I think that's my message. And I think that's probably your message as well. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, we need to spread the love and not the virus, you know, Absolutely, focus on something yeah. else. Um, you know, it's important to know what's going on in the media. Um, but if it's, if it's causing you anxiety and, you know, any panic, you know, try and limit yourselves um, yeah. from reading about it or talking about it with people. I think it's about us being more positive, connecting with our family, friends and loved ones, trying to actually, um, you know, be more in a structure and a routine um, and also, you know, enjoy working from home if you're working from home. And if children yeah. are doing remote learning, you know, some schools went back to school on Monday. So I think um, a lot of people are now having to deal with remote schooling. So I think it's about us just keeping ourselves busy and active, eating healthily, taking care of our health and boosting our immunity and doing whatever we can to reduce that stress and anxiety. So so whether it's exercising, doing yoga, meditation, practicing mindfulness, and any form of spirituality as well. I was reading an article yesterday and they said spirituality as well is going to play such an important role um, in this uh, pandemic. And that is what people are going to, to be moving um, for that hope, um, you know, of this, of us getting over this pandemic. Um, just to say another reason why China and these other countries have actually done much better is also because, you know, in 2003 and 2012, we've had the SARS and the MERS pandemic. And these countries have already had experience of it. So they were actually prepared. None of our countries have actually gone through something like that. So that's why the people and the governments were not actually fully prepared as China, Singapore, Hong Kong, Korea, Taiwan and the other countries um, were prepared. So I think that's another reason um, to bear in mind as to why China actually did manage so well and why they were able to contain this virus. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, we're just getting, it's about, we've just got like three minutes to finish this program, uh, this talk on now uh, on the updates and all that. And uh, f finally, um, and I 
and I know that we're going to be here tomorrow. This yes. Is, you know, we're going to go on and hopefully we'll have um, uh, more stuff to share. Yeah. Uh, of course, apart from the fact that apart from deaths, I hope that yes. we won't have any deaths. <laughs> I really, really hope that there will be zero deaths in the next 24 hours. Same here. But finally, what what would you like to say? I know it's, it's, everybody knows that we need to keep saving this and that. Yeah. But I think we need to keep banging it on. We need to keep saying it over and over. What do you have to say? Yes, yeah, so the precautionary measures, the preventative measures, which we've been talking about, and I'm sure you can also, you know them off by heart by now, um, oh, is yes. washing your hands for at least 20 seconds. You know, the, our personal... Sing happy birthday if you want. Um, whilst you're washing your hands, sing happy birthday, and it will be... Yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what, I, that's what I read. Yes, that's you know, true. You know, singing happy birthday to you or something like that. <laughs> and, for, and then also for people who are Christians, you can say Psalm 23. Okay, (laughs) that's good. The Lord is my shepherd, you know that. Yes. Or say that our father was, you're washing your hands, and you know, it will take you through at least the 20 seconds. That's, yes, that's that's the information I have. I mean, just you know, yes, yeah. So I mean, people need to wash their hands. They need yeah. need to improve and on their personal hygiene. So whether it's washing your hands using a hand sanitizer, um, you know, using tissues if you've got cold and flu, covering your face or uh, and burning your tissues immediately. Also, um, I think using a mask because I think the guidelines yesterday um, the government has issued that everyone should wear a mask in the public. Um, I think using gloves if you're going shopping, carrying hand wipes, and um, also being very careful. Some shops um, I read have actually said that you shouldn't be touching um, the, the products more than once. If you're going to touch something in the supermarkets, you need to take it. Um, they're actually putting strict yeah. guidance in that people shouldn't wash, um, you know, touch things repeatedly because they're going to pass on the infection. So I think it's about being very strict, using very high um, hygiene methods um, and disinfecting your clothes if you do go outside. Um, don't travel unless you absolutely have to avoid places like hospitals and clinics, care homes, places where you know you can get infected. And people that are healthcare workers, they also need to take extra precautions. But it's not just about our personal hygiene, it's about our mental hygiene, which is what I've been saying. We need to also remain positive. We need to reduce the anxiety and fear and panic around this. And we need to practice mindfulness, uh, being positive, you know, turning this into a positive experience by helping others. And that's what we've seen in Poku. I know you yourself and your family are doing a lot of good work in the community, helping people around you. And I think we all need to do that in whatever way, whether it's uh, donating to a charity, helping with meals, helping with providing extra PPE or masks or, you know, anything that people can use during this time. I think now more than ever, people need to be united and show more love and compassion. And I think this is the lesson, the big lesson that the world is uh, being taught. And yesterday was Happy um, Earth Day. And I think what was shown on TV is that the pollution has actually decreased because of the uh, people not moving and not being in their cars. The pollution has decreased significantly um, on the, um, you know, they've got a global atlas where they can actually measure how much of pollution there is 
globally and there's been a significant amount of decrease and this was shown on TV globally. So I think it's about us realizing that we need to take care of our earth as well as everyone on earth. So whether it's our family, our friends, our loved ones, we need to show more love compassion and gratitude and um, I think that's probably my message is that people need to go out there or stay indoors and help other people and we all need to start about you know thinking about other people that are less fortunate that have lost their loved ones you know as we know there are a lot of people that have lost their loved ones those that are still grieving and grieving during such a difficult time Apoku um, you yourself shared your story and you know we all we need to think about other people and that's why we need to listen to the guidance that there is um, and I hope people they are listening and staying indoors and keeping safe because I think that's the only way we're gonna overcome this pandemic fantastic and um, before um, I say bye bye to you I'd like to um, announce again that um if, if anybody needs food, you know, a bread, potatoes, vegetables, fruits, milk, you know, anything, if you just, just um, send me a text or just con- um, so send me a text on um, 074-265-124 or just go to our Facebook page, you know, go to www.hospitalradiobedford.org.uk and send us an email or send, send me an email at programming at hospitalradiobedford.org.uk or go to our Facebook page um, just type in Hospital Radio Bedford and still on Facebook page you can go to the HRB Breakfast page or or again you can go to the Session with Yes um, Facebook page and just send, send a text or uh, write something if you need food and then you just give us your address tell us where you are and we'll do our best to bring you what we can get. And uh, I'd like to say also that we get all these things from Tesco. It's from food. They, they, they give it to us, my family and myself. And uh, we, we take them around, give them to the community, give to people who want food or who cannot go shopping or anything like that. Anyway, and uh, on this note, I'd like to admonish you to do your best to help your community, to help your friends and your and your neighbors and even your enemies help them because <laughs> we are all in the we're in this together uh, yes. we're in this together that's Whether true you love and the I, person or you like the person or don't yes you know we are in this together and i think you're right to poku yes that's amazing the, absolutely that's amazing absolutely. that you and your family just, yeah. you know post a letter or something in, the, in somebody's letterbox and say to the person, well, this is my number. Call me if you need something. Yes. Somebody, I told, told you the other day, somebody just put something in our door yes. and said, and I, I just, it touched my heart so much. He said, yeah. even if you don't need anything and you just want to talk, yeah. just call me and let's have a chat. And I think this is absolutely amazing and that's what we all should do. Yes. Thank you very much once again, Dr. Session, for coming on the thank program. Thank you, we'll Poku, for having me. And yeah, thank you for the brilliant work you and your family are doing. We need more good Samaritans, more people like you to help others, because I think that's what we all need. Um, and I think, like you said, I think the message is that each of us have that responsibility and we will get through this together. We will not walk alone in this. 
Absolutely. We've got 25 more minutes to uh, go to the top of the clock and then we'll take you straight to the Sky News desk for the news on the hour. But between now and then, more music coming your way on HRB Breakfast. Stay tuned.